0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I don't don't get in there and looking, reading all this and going to all these blog sites and reading all this stuff. I'm telling you what, no wonder you got the wrong spirit. You, if you're not careful, you'll have a spirit of fear, a spirit of doubt, spirit of worry will come on you. You'll st- you know, you can always tell what spirit's on you because all you got to do is listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Well, I'll tell you what, this, I don't know what's going to happen to this nation. I guess it's going to the dogs. Boy, I sure wish we could get somebody in it and knew how to govern. I ain't nothing about that but a bunch of fools. Well, what do you expect? People of God talking like that, guess what's gonna be up there? <laughs> Listen, our heart, sometimes we've got our heart in the church. We're tuned into the no of this present world and culture more than we are tuned into heaven's yes. If you will, turn to Second Corinthians. I want to read this this is kind of our sort of our text for this whole series. 2 Corinthians 1.20, Paul says, For no matter how many promises God has made, now I've not counted them, but I've read somewhere, somebody says there's, there's around 7,000 promises in the Scriptures that God's made. So even if there's one or two less, that's still plenty, isn't it? It said, No matter how many promises God has made, they are, yes, in Christ. <laughs> Woo, that's why I said, God says yes. Now notice something, and this is what we're going to really key in on this series. He said, and so through Him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. You know, when you agree by your amen and your faith to the yes of God's promise, it gives glory to God. When the promise of God is manifest in your life, it gives glory to God. Isn't that right? When someone's born again, does that give glory to God? When someone's filled with the Spirit of the living God, does that give glory to God? When someone has the peace of God that passes all understanding in their hearts and mind, does that give glory to God? All the promises. He said, He's looking for us, though, to add our amen, not your oh me. (laughs) Hey <laughs> amen. <laughs> Turn to Romans 12:2 you know what what you think, what you dwell on, what you think, you know it's going to begin to get down into your heart and it's going to begin to come out your mouth. Now you know some of us <clears throat> if, you, if you 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 know if, if you use a Spotify or Pandora or one of those, Uh, sites, you know, to, to listen to your music, you know, they have a way where you can create a playlist, you know, and you can get all your favorite songs, and you can just get them queued up right there, and man, here you go, but you know, I think in the church, we have gotten a wrong and a bad playlist, some have, they've got a negative playlist, they've got a fear play song, they've got a worry playlist. They've got a lack playlist. they've got a sick and suffering playlist. they've got a whine and complain. listen, you know in the church nowadays we don't think too much about you know now I mean you know boy I heard somebody drank a beer. We're ready to turn them out but they you know somebody else can come in and whine and complain and and, 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 and yeah and you know and just talk all that stuff and we're just like okay. Listen, you should read over there in the children of Israel how God looks at whining and complaining. Boy, I sure sure am glad we're living in the age of grace because that was the big issue with Israel, wasn't it? That first generation, that's all they did. It didn't matter what, what God did, it wasn't right. It wasn't enough. They complained about everything. God can't, God won't, God shouldn't, God didn't. Listen, Nothing new about that. I hear a lot of, you know, spirit-filled. I don't know what spirit they're filled with, but spirit-filled talking about God can't, God won't, God didn't. Hello? We need to create a new new playlist. Do not conform, verse 2, to the pattern of this world. What's the pattern of this world? It's negative. It's fear. It's worry. It's lack. It's what's wrong. When's the last time, you, you know, if you, if you turned on to the news, whatever news station you listened to, and they said, you know what, we don't have any bad news to report tonight. It's just all good. Good night. <laughs> no, sir, I'm telling you what. If, you know, used to be, when I was growing up, you know, you had the news one time a day in the evening about 5 or 5.30 for 30 minutes. Boy, nowadays, it's 24-7. And a lot of it ain't news, it's opinions. (laughs) Amen. And the problem is, it's not God's opinion. But you start feeding on all that stuff, you know what happens? You're going to begin, your mind's going to begin to think according to a certain pattern. And that's what the enemy's after. He wants to get your mind thinking in a pattern. A pattern of fear. A pattern of greed, a pattern of hate, a pa- whatever, a pattern, all the patterns of this world that will divide, that will keep you uh, the promise of God from being a reality in your life, from keeping you from having the victory that Jesus purchased for you at Calvary. You get that old pattern in you, and I mean, when once you get that pattern in you, I mean, you're going a certain way. Your mouth's going to talk a certain way. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> he said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to transform our thought patterns. Thought patterns. You know, a, a pattern, you know, something that, you know, uh, you, you take a pattern. I remember uh, one, of, one of the many jobs I had when I was working my way through school and everything is, is I worked for a, a boat uh, interior we made custom interiors for boats, you know, and we had patterns depending on, you know, certain uh, different boating companies, you know, uh, we had, they had contracts with and, you know, this, this type of pattern was for this boat and the seats and, you know, and all the interior and everything that went in it and this pattern was for that one, you know, so every time we, you know, we get an order in, you just take the pattern out and you begin to cut out based on the pattern. And see, what the enemy wants to do is to get you into a pattern of thinking. Well, it don't ever work for me. Well, I know, well, the pastor said, you know, prayer can change things, but it don't change nothing for me. I don't know what's wrong. I, you know, I try to do my best, but nothing ever works out right for me. What, what pattern are you? <laughs> see, you've got to change that pattern. See, if we come to church and you hear something like this, and, and for a day or two you'll say something different, but you ain't changed the pattern. I said, you haven't changed the pattern. Yeah, the pattern's got to be changed up here. He said, be changed by the renewing of your mind. you got to transform patterns. And we've got to destroy those thoughts of bondage. I don't know, Pastor, I just can't seem to get free. I just can't seem to get my healing. I don't know it. You know, I'm doing the best I can, but I just, you know, you know, your patterns all wrong. You got patterns of bondage in your life. You're thinking you're no good. You don't measure up. God's mad at you. God don't like you as much. (laughs) Am I hitting home? (laughs) <laughs> what you think. So here's the thing. we got to create a new playlist. And the only way to do that is to go back and find out what has God said. And you can't just do it once in a while. you got to do it constantly. See, that's our problem. We, you know, we want Sunday to, to be enough. I come Sunday and Pastor teach or preach real good, and I get stirred up and everything, and that ought to be enough. But the rest of the week, you're pouring Epsom salt on your garden. <laughs> you're speaking death. we got to change it. It takes God's Word. He said, be renewed. be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. Turn to 2 Corinthians here. Chapter 10. Paul makes it real clear here. Verse 3, he said, For though we live in the world, we live in the world, don't we? Absolutely. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons, now, how does the world, world you know, they use guns, economic pressure, cultural pressures, and mechanisms, and all trying to get people, you know, to do a certain thing and whatever. He said, He said, the weapons we. Fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Woo! Divine power. Everybody say that. Divine power. Boy, that's what we need work in our life. Divine power. Not human power, but divine power. <laughs> to demolish strongholds. Now, what are these strongholds? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. You know your circumstances, the, the most of the cultural mores of, of today, if that's what you're feeding on, I'm going to tell you what, listen, they are creating strongholds of opinion in your life. Well, boy, I tell you what, the economy, man, have you heard what they said? The economy's going down. People are losing their houses left and right. I mean, you know, the climate's so bad. We're going to have more tornadoes than we've ever had. right, oh, we're going to be fi- Oh, Pastor, you're just not living in reality. Yes, I am. I'm just living in a different one than you are. Amen. <laughs> hey, I'm living in an eternal reality. Yours is temporary. It might not be the same by the end of the week. <laughs> Amen. We every pretension, you know, pretensions set themselves up to be the truth. You know, have you ever seen a pretentious person? You know how they put on airs and. They act like, you know, they can act like they're wealthy when they're not. They can act like they're smarter than you when they're not. They can they, they put on airs of pretension. And that's what happens when we start listening to the, the the values of this world. You know, they say, you know, we're right. We're right. We're right. You know, and they want to point the finger at says, You you're narrow minded. You a bunch of narrow minded Christians. Amen. I like what Pastor used to say years ago. He said, the most open-minded thing you can find is a garbage heap. It'll take anything. Amen. I'm not going to let my mind and my heart be a landfill for the devil's rubbish, for the world's rubbish. I'm going to take God's Word and I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to examine everything in the light of God's Word. When it doesn't bear, I'm going to take it. It has divine power to demolish. And some of us need some thought patterns and some thinking. Demolished. It needs to be demolished. Don't uh, don't hang up some nice curtains and try to fancy it up. Demolish the thing. Build up something new that's eternal. Based on God's Word and His promises. He said... We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought. We take captive every thought. We do. We do. Now this is not correct English, but you'll get it. Me do. I must. Isn't that right? Right? And the way I do it is what? With divine power. He didn't say, grit your teeth and change the way you think. No, you've got to change the pattern. And listen, if you've been going one way for a long time, it takes a while to change it. I'm telling you. Doesn't it? Sure it does. But you know what? It can be done. I said it can be done. Amen. We need to fill our hearts and mouth with faith. Faith is the norm for us who are spirit-filled believers. Amen. Romans 10. Turn over there. You know this, but you need to look at it again. We're talking about God says yes. And we're talking about today becoming a yes man. You know, now, you know, in the world that has a negative connotation, doesn't it? You know, the yes man, you know, they talk about, you know, some author- person in authority. They surround themselves with yes men, you know, that always agree with whatever, you know, whatever the ball says. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, in our case, since we're following the Lord Jesus Christ, and He's always right. I said He's always right. I said He's always right. It's good to be a yes man or a yes woman around Him. Yes, Lord. You know, really, it's a contradiction in terms to say no, Lord. Because if he's Lord, you can't say no. Are you listening? By definition, someone that's a Lord, that means that what? They have, that you're under their dominion. You're under their authority. You're under their care. So you can't say no, Lord. All you can say is yes, Lord. Amen. 10.8, notice what he says here. He says, but what does it say? The Word is near you. You know, just before this, he said, don't say who's going to go up and and bring Jesus down. You know, a lot of times that's what we're trying to do, get Jesus to come back down again. Jesus is coming back down, but not based on your prayer. He's coming back down when when the Father says, okay, it's time. (laughs) They're going to wrap this thing up. Ooh, that's going to be a great day, isn't it? Hallelujah. He said, but what does it say? The Word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. So faith is the norm for every believer. That's that's how we we were made to operate. When you start operating in fear and doubt and worry and unbelief and, and, and all of that stuff starts getting in there, it don't work right. Amen. You could buy, man, I'm telling you, boy, they make some really sweet pickup trucks nowadays, don't they? Ha ha ha. Man. My brother in law's got one. I mean, that thing is, whoo, four door. I mean, man, it's luxurious. It's got, I can't even remember everything it's got in it. Might have a coffee maker. I don't know. I mean, it's, but I mean, you what I mean? It's got, I mean, they are loaded. And boy, you can spend 60, 70, 80,000 on one like that. And you can have that thing, man. It's got everything in the world on it. But you put water in the gas tank and you put gas in the radiator. You say, now, what kind of fool would do that? Well, if we were made to operate and live, he said, the just shall live by what? Fear? The just shall live by worry. The just shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of some government figure. What does it say? (laughs) Out of every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Isn't that right? That's how we're to live. We're made. It is the norm for us to live by faith. That's why if we allow those thought patterns of doubt and fear and worry again, no wonder, it, it'll, eventually it will make you sick. Even a medical doctor will tell you that. It will make you sick. You get sick in your head and you'll get sick in your body. You'll get sick in your relationships, you'll get sick in your finances. Why? Because you're not made to work that way. Just like that nice $80,000 pickup with all the latest uh, bells and whistles on it. If you don't operate it the right way, I'm going to tell you what, honey, all this going to be is something nice to look at. And that might be good for a while, but sooner or later, you're probably going to want to go somewhere in it. <laughs> Isn't that right? You want to drive it somewhere, I mean, that's ultimately why you got it. Well, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to live this faith that God called us to do. I don't want to just come on Sundays and, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, and take my Christianity out of the showcase and say, look at me. But then it don't work the rest of the week. (laughs) Faith is not, we're designed to work by faith. We live by faith. So let me ask you this. You don't have to answer. But just answer to yourself. What are you putting in your gas tank? You know, you can even put some gas in your tank and some water mixed in with the gas in your tank and you ain't going nowhere, honey. Oh, yeah, you got some gas in there. We're not saying, you know, we got, but you ain't going nowhere. And see, some people got more water than gas and you surely ain't going anywhere. So we need to fill ourselves with God's word, fill ourselves with God's promises. God says yes, and see we can't add our amen to it unless what we are we have that same spirit of faith. The Bible says we're to have a spirit of faith about us. You need to ask yourself sometimes, do I have a spirit of faith? I'm not talking about on Sunday morning. Yeah, I want you to have it Sunday morning, but I mean, do you have a spirit of faith on Monday? Spirit of faith with that, you know, when the washing machine tears up. <laughs> Amen. Spirit of faith. You, see, you don't, just, you don't just put it on and take it off. See, some people got the idea, well, you know, Pastor, that's, that's all well and good, but you know, when the time comes, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just act in faith. No, you won't. You'll mimic faith, but you won't be acting in faith. See, you can mimic something. That doesn't mean that you are that. Jesus talked about the Pharisees. He said, he said they had all kind of pretentious things. They, they prayed, they gave, they did this, they did that. And He said they're a bunch of hypocrites. Why? Because it wasn't from the heart. You can't mimic faith. You either have it or you don't. You either put that faith in you or you have not And you can't just suddenly decide when the crisis comes, that's when you're going to act in faith. Though no, that's why some people, seem, some people do that with prayer. The only time they pray is when a trouble comes. And no wonder they're saying, then they turn around and speak what they really believe. Say, I didn't think it would work anyway. Well, not the way you're working it. You're filling up your gas tank with a water hose of fear, of lack, of worry, and all of that. Then you wonder why your car won't crank when you need it we have to be able to see the yes of god amen second corinthians let's turn back over there 413 notice what paul says here it is written i believed therefore i have spoken listen that is an irrefutable law of the spirit now see you can come on sunday while you're around, your brothers and sisters, you can mimic the right thing. You sure can. You know what to say. We know, we know all the Christians speak, you know. You know, some of us speak in English, tongues, and Christianese. We have three languages. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, when you find out, when the pressure's on, that which comes out of your mouth, that's, what's, that's the real deal. Oh on! it's happened again. I'm it always seems like something bad is happening to me. <laughs> come on. He said, I believe therefore. You're going to speak something. It might be fear. See, a lot of people have dwelt on it so much, they really believe the things they fear are going to come on them. That's why they keep speaking it. And Jesus said, whosoever shall say. And shall not doubt, but shall believe that those things that they say come to. He said, you'll have it. You'll have it. You keep speaking it, you're going to have it. It's working for you, but you're just driving your car in reverse. We he says, since we have that same spirit of faith, do we? Do we have the spirit of faith? We also believe and therefore speak. Speak. So we need to see the yes of God. You know where that's found? Right here in the Word of God. It's not, you're not going to find it on the news broadcast. They're not going to tell you anything about having faith. Most of them will ridicule you. Most of them will think you're way out of step. You still believe in that old religious stuff. Yep. <laughs> I still believe in that old rugged cross. Amen. I still believe in that blood that was shed for me. Amen. And I believe God's Word. So we have to cultivate a spirit of faith. And we have to do that by what? Feeding on it. Amen. You know, you need to ask yourself, (coughs) If you, in the natural, only ate as frequently as you eat the spiritual food, would you have been able to get out of your chair to get in the car to come here this morning? Or would you have been too weak, too emaciated? Amen. Come on. I know... Brother F.F. Brother, uh, F. Bosworth, who wrote the classic, you know, Christ the Healer, he said this. He said uh, in trying to minister to people, he said, we, we feed our bodies three hot meals a day and our spirit one cold snack a week, and we wonder why we don't have faith. Well, Pastor, I'm too busy. You said it. You said it. I'm too busy. And you keep saying that, and you still won't ever have fine time. Because Jesus said you'll have what you say. You too busy? Something will come up to keep you busy. Because that's what you believe. I'm too busy. <laughs> Turn over to James 2, real quickly. Taming my tongue. Woo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Taming the tongue is a titanic task. <laughs> if we try to do it in our own strength. James chapter 3, verse 2, he says, well, we'll pick it up in verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Though they are large and driven by strong winds, or engines in our case, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, or in the same way, the tongue is a small part of the body. You know, that's what we say, isn't it? That's how we justify it. You know, you've, we even got a, got a saying. I heard this all my life growing up. Sticks and stones, but wonder where that came from. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't bother me none. I just, I just, well, Pastor, I just speak my mind. Well, if it ain't the mind of Christ, you need to be quiet about it. Amen. We're to have the mind of Christ. Is the mind of Christ, can you imagine Jesus saying, turning to the Father and saying, I don't know what we're going to do. Boy, it sure looks bad, don't it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I did everything I could for Him. I died for Him. I shed my blood for them. I suffered for them. I took their sicknesses and diseases. I took their sins. I was raised from the dead. I'm interceding for them for the last 2,000 years. I don't know what in the world's wrong with them. I don't know if this is ever going to work. Is that what the mind of Christ would be saying? You better know it's not. Well, why are you saying all that stuff? You're speaking from your mind, not the mind of Christ. We've been taught, oh, it, it really doesn't matter what I say. Well, then why does the Bible have so much to say about what we say? <laughs> Amen. Surely God wouldn't have taken it up. He didn't just put that in for filler, did He? He said, by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be. That's pretty important. I know some people say, yeah, you're a bunch of, you know, you're those people that name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. No, I'm just going to be one of those people with the spirit of faith that when God says a promise, I'm going to add my amen. And it's going to be sincere from the heart, not some Sunday morning religious thing that I think, you know, everybody else's, my peers want to hear me say. And then when I get, you know, home during the week, I, you know, I give my wife and my husband a piece of my mind. I tell them about how we're going down, and we're never going to make it, and blah, 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 blah. He says, it's a small part of the body. It makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Well, now, Pastor, I just don't think that we really need to watch our words that much, okay? Then, you know, here's what I say. The next time your grandkids are over, little grandkids are over, give them a box of matches to play with in the living room. It's just a little thing. We're not saying give them a blowtorch. We're not saying give them a campfire. Just, just a box of matches and a little old bitty thing. They're not that big. Just tell them, go have a high old time in there. Behold, it's just a little thing. But a little thing can burn down your house, can't it? And he said, that's the tongue. See, a lot of us, the devil's not directly uh, giving us a problem. He don't need to. We give ourselves problems. We talk ourselves to the point where we talk ourselves into Depression. We talk ourselves, we're so, we're so uh, you know, fearful. We're like the Israelites, we're going to stay in our cave. Goliath's out there. Is he bigger than God? The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. And sets the whole course of one's life on fire. And is itself set on fire by. By. Where are all those thoughts that you've picked up? Where do they come from? God's not given us a spirit of. Well so that fear can't be from God because he don't have one. You got a spirit from God it's going to be a spirit of what? Love. Power and sound mind. That's the spirit he gives. He gives a spirit of dunamis, power, doesn't he? He gives a spirit of peace, doesn't he? He gives a spirit of love, doesn't he? A spirit of faith, doesn't he? Well, that ought to be what we are speaking with the rudder of our life. Now, notice what he says here. He says that the tongue is a rudder that sets the direction of my life. Now, did you know that this is true? This principle works for everything in the kingdom of God. From what we call salvation, you know, being born again, all the way up. Because he says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be? So, if I understand that right, it takes both of those working together, doesn't it? Yep. Believing in your heart. And saying something out your mouth, okay? So if it works in what is the greatest promise of God, the new birth, then obviously it's going to work the same way in all these lesser, so to speak, promises, aren't they? Amen. See, people always think, well, uh, you know, I just don't believe in any of that stuff. Well, then you must need to get saved because you can't get saved without. It. See. We don't understand it because, see, we have covered that over with, with some spiritual stuff. You know, in the New Testament, look in the New Testament, look in Acts, look in the New Testament, and find me anywhere where anybody ever prayed with somebody to be saved. You can't find it. Or if they led them in a sin, what we call a sinner's prayer. And see, because we've done that, and I'm not necessarily putting it down, but see, we've disguised it as prayer rather than a confession of faith. Because, see, prayer sounds so much more religious. Prayer is, you know, it's even, except, you know why? Because most people, prayer don't mean nothing. You can, you can hear, you'll hear people, I guarantee you, they don't know God. Well, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Well, what good's that going to do? Your thoughts are with me. <laughs> Amen. But see, we need to understand what we say matters. Because it's what we're believing. It sets the direction for our life. You, you, By your believing and confessing Jesus as Lord, you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His Son. Out into the kingdom of light. You were taken out. From under the authority and dominion of Satan, and you put yourself under the authority and dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ by your believing and confessing something. Thank you for your enthusiasm. It's still true. Go back over there. You can read it for yourself. Go back to Romans 10, read that whole chapter. You'll see it's true. Amen. So it, it sets the direction of my life. The reason a lot of people. I mean, you you know, you've seen some Christians, bless their heart, I mean, precious people, you love them, they love God, they're good people, but I mean, they're always in it. You know what I mean? They're always in a mess, every time you see them. This is wrong, that's wrong, this happened, that happened. You're always hearing about, I mean, you're like, bless their heart. I mean, you know, it almost, if you didn't know the Scriptures, if you didn't know the Bible, you'd think, well, God is a respecter person because it looks like He's blessing some, and somebody else, boy, they're catching it all. But if you understand this truth, and you'll be around those precious people, and you start hearing what they're saying all the time, come on, oh yeah, and so, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. Let me just t- this is okay. All right, we're gonna move over here now. This is my opinion. Everybody got that? My opinion. But see when we when we write down on some of these social media some of this stuff I'm telling you it is written those words are out there they're going to stay out there other people are going to read them and they're going to what they're going to say it too you know so and so boy they're really going through it so and so is really having a hard time so If two of you shall agree. All right, I'm going step back over here. <laughs> Something to think about anyway. He, sa- he also talks about like a horse, you know, needs a-, a bridle to tame the tongue. He said the only way we're going to tame the tongue is with God's Word. And either the Spirit, by filling my heart with the Word, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, either the Spirit or the flesh is going to control your tongue. And if it's the flesh, you know who's operating that thing. It's not redeemed yet, is it? No, it's not. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> Say amen. Amen. <laughs> Where that came from. <laughs> but our tongue it needs a bridle for control. He says it's just like a horse he said and you can, so you can control where the horse goes. And so with the rudder and with the bridle you can control the direction of your life, can't you? you so well I don't believe that. I mean I you know the Bible says Jesus is lord over my life. Yes. That's true. But here's the thing. He also says this. He sent his word. What? to heal us he sent his word to save us you can't be saved without the word of God you can't be healed without hearing the word of God and believing in it all of the things of God you can't do it and so we need to understand this Jesus said it this way I like what he said <clears throat> let's look in Luke 6 45 real quick hopefully I got all the burps out <laughs> that was funny Ugh, Luke 6, this knows what Jesus said here. A good man, verse 45, brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. A good man, well, how does he do that? Well, it's got to be part of it, it's got to be what he's saying. It's the only way you can bring something up that's in you. How will I know what you're thinking, what's in your heart, unless you what? Tell me. He said, And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Now, see, immediately when we read that, we've got, we all got our definitions of evil. Come on. But, now, evil, for some, you know, for some people, Speaking fear and doubt, that's not evil. Worrying. Talking about my problems all the time, how sick I am, how poor I am, how broken. That's not evil. But the Bible says, when the, remember the, the Israelites, when they sent the ten spies in to check out the land? And, and was it ten or twelve? What was it, twelve? You Bible scholars, was it 12? twelve? Twelve. And, and, you know, and ten of them came back, you know, and they said, man, I'm telling you, there's giants in the land. I mean, what cities are walled. We, we can't do it. We can't do it. I mean, I didn't read where any of them cussed. They didn't kick the cat or the dog. They didn't beat their wife as far as we know. They, all they said was, we can't do it. They're too strong. They're too big. It's, it's, we can't do it. But the Bible says they brought up an evil report. Ooh, what's our definition of evil now? An evil report is a report of unbelief, a report of doubt, a report of fear, a report of God can't, God won't. I can't. I know God said that, but I can't. The Bible calls that an evil report. You know, not just rass and frass and frass and frass, you know. <laughs> He says, (laughs) out of the evil sort of, He brings it forth. He brings it forth. You you keep talking doubt and fear and unbelief and all your problems and how bad it is, and you can't, and you know what? Next year this time, it's going to be, you're going to be in the same place. I've seen some Christians, bless their heart, wonderful people, don't misunderstand me, precious people, but I'm telling you what, they have grown a smidgen. You know what a smidgen is? It's not much. I mean, spiritually, the, their faith hasn't grown. They're in the same stuff as it was last year and the year before and the year before. There's no progress. You know why? Because what? What they're saying. They're bringing forth an evil report. They keep talking it, talking it, and they absolutely believe it. And, but when you talk about this on the positive side, they'll absolutely fight you. Oh, yeah, there'll be people fight me about this message. Oh, you, you know. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you do what you want to do. Just keep pouring Epsom salt on your garden. See how that works out for you. You know, it's like I said before. You know, if I was going from here to Birmingham 20 years later, I hadn't got there, I might want to pull over and think about this. Hmm. It's about 60 miles up the interstate. Something wrong. I ain't got there in 20 years. Come on. <laughs> Proverbs 18, 21, you know this one. Life and death are in the power of the, and those who love it will eat its fruit. See, that works both ways. Well, Pastor, I'm, you know, I'm just one of those, i got to speak my mind. Well, you're going to eat the fruit of it. You, that's how you, you love to do that? See, it feels good to the flesh to tell people what for when they've done you wrong. Come on, y'all look at me so holy. You know you, it does. Your flesh wants to Well, I'll show you. But see, if we fill our heart with God's Word, We've got spirit, with God's peace, with God's love. We fill that up. You know what? We'll speak. He said, when you're cursed, he said, bless. Now, man, you know that's got to be something spiritual. Jesus said, when people, when people curse you, he said, bless. When people do you wrong, he said, pray for them. You know, not one of David's prayers. God break their teeth. Buster jaw, God. <laughs> you know, that's not what we're talking about. That's, <laughs> that's not the spirit that we got, is it? <laughs> you know, that's what the flesh wants to do. Well, let me give you some action points here. We've got to close. We're talking about becoming a yes man. All the promises of God, no matter how many they are, Paul said, in Christ they are. What is God's promise to you? What is His promise to you? What are His promises to you? Every promise is, it's to you, it's to her, it's to him, it's to me, it's. And here's the linchpin. And we add our Amen. You know, amen means so be it. I am in agreement with it. I am in agreement with it. I am in agreement with it. I'm not going to agree with my circumstance. I'm not going to agree with my bank account. I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, agree with whatever the, 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 the talking heads on the news or on the internet are talking about. I'm going to agree with the promises of God. I'm going to fill my heart and fill my mind, and I'm going to fill my mouth with it. I'm going to direct my ship toward the promises of God. I'm going to direct my ship toward the peace of God. I'm going to direct my ship toward the abundance of God. Thank you. Identify the thought patterns that are holding you in bondage. If you're in a place and you realize, you know what, like the children of Israel, remember the children of Israel, you know, because of their unbelief, they just kept going in circles. That's what caused them to go in circles. It wasn't God didn't cause them to go in circles. It was their unbelief. They could not enter in because of their unbelief. So their unbelief just kept them going around and around. They, were, they had a lot of activity. I mean, I, I don't know how many miles they must have put in in 40 years. They must have. I mean, they put some miles in for 40 years. And they just kept going around, 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 around. You know, it's fun to ride on a merry-go-round, but you don't get very far. Of course, they didn't have any fun. But, you know, when we look at a pattern and say, wait a minute now, wait, 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 wait. I, you know, I've been by that rock before. That's that same old dead tree I saw. I mean, let's be wise. Let's, you know, you, that's the way you identify it, man. If I'm something, something for a long, long time, I mean, wait a minute. Something's got to change here. Take God's Word. And to renew and restore them to faith patterns. That's the pattern that's right for you. That's the norm that's right for you. It's really, it's right for the human race. That's the way God made us. He's a faith God. He made us. He created the world by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So He made, that's, that's when we operate right, is when what we're full of faith, and we let faith come out of our mind. That's when we're operating right. The system's working right. I got gas in a gas tank, I got water in the radiator, I got oil in the crankcase, man, everything's good. I'm going somewhere. Then thirdly, allow God's word to control the rudder of your life. I love the rudder. This little thing right up here. It causes more problems, or it can cause good things amen where does strife come from oh I'll tell you I'm so mad at them for loving me I mean they love me right into the place to where I left them. it's what comes out of here isn't it it can unite us it can divide us it can bring us into agreement with God or in agreement With hell. You're the governor. Would you bow your heads a moment? Father, I pray today, Lord, that we who have probably heard a similar message before, but Lord, it's easy for things to slip, to get away from us. And I pray today, Lord, that this will be made fresh and new and real in our life and that, Father, we will make a decision as it were to become yes men to you. We're going to say yes to what you say yes to. We're going to give our amen to what you say yes to. Father, whatever you say about us, your children, your people, Lord, we are going to allow the spirit of faith to rise up in us, to be built into us. We're, we're gonna change those thought patterns, those patterns of fear and sickness and lack. And change them by the word of God, and by the help of the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna start speaking life. Life over our lives, over our homes, over our children, over our spouses, over our nation, over our church. Life. You've come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. God says yes. We're going to be talking about this, and unpacking it more and more this month. Let's become yes men and women. In this case, it's okay. Amen. It's okay. Uh, let me just remind you a couple of announcements, and then we're going to let you go. Uh, the church office will be closed tomorrow tomorrow's labor day of course and uh, <clears throat> because of the holiday normally the first Monday as you know is our corporate prayer but we're going to move it to the second Monday okay the 13th not not tomorrow night but the following night, Monday we will have our corporate prayer here so you know as many of you as can let's come let's pray let's come into agreement let's release faith Concerning God's plan and purpose for our nation, for the church, for the River Region, Amen. Jesus said, "If two of us would agree, David was one man, but his spirit of faith changed the whole course of Israel." It doesn't take ten thousand of us; it just takes some of us, Amen. So that'll be, and those of you who can't I understand, some people live out of town, or you can't. We will be streaming it live on our Facebook. So if you, can't, if you can't make it here, at least pray with us at home. Amen. And be in agreement with us. Hallelujah. Well, stand to your feet. God says yes. Yes, you can. Yes, He will. Yes, He has. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has provided everything for life and godliness. And yes, you can have it. Yes, you can. When you start hearing that no, you can't, wait. That's not right. God says yes. Father, thank you for the precious people here, those who are watching online. I thank you, Father, that today something fresh and new will be ignited in our heart Lord the possibilities of living this kingdom life by the spirit of faith by adding our amen to the yes of your promises to the finished work of Jesus Lord we will rise up and take our place our rightful inheritance Lord will become ours and Father we will bring much glory and honor to you thank you Father as the people go It's going to be a week, oh God, of yes, 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 God can. God says yes. And the people said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're going to have a great week in God. God says yes.